special show for you guys tonight, uh, today, whichever time it is where you are. Uh, we have an, another group of guys who also run a podcast, uh, military guys, veterans, uh, infantry, grunts, if you will, Hell yeah. from a certain part of the country um, where mountains are, uh, the Appalachian Mountains, if you will, <clears throat> if you'll allow it, if, uh, if you're familiar. Uh, so these guys uh, have been doing the show for a little bit longer than we have, um, and they're already kicking ass and taking names. And uh, we thought uh, we'd bring them on, and we're going to be on their show. It's kind of a new show for us. And, um, and uh, yeah, so here we go. We have uh, John Creamer and Brandon McGuire with Clemson uh, <coughs> Appalachia. Uh, What's so up, fellas? What's going on? Hey, hey, guys. Hey, can you hear us? Oh, yeah. Oh, can you hear us? Awesome. Well, I, I, we want to start out by saying this is the first time we've done a, a Zoom podcast, so this is new for us, too. So, hey, we're happy to be on here with you guys. So Hell, yeah. four-way, actually, so... It's kind of weird. Yeah. I wish I could say the devil's four way too. So, I mean, one of us has to, you know, give in. <laughs> I'm always the pitcher, just to let you know. Yikes! <laughs> oh, damn it! Yeah. So, um, that's uh, wow. <laughs> so uh, I've listened to a few a few of your guys' shows, and I, I do have to say that like the grunt humor is top notch. It is there. <laughs> it is perfect. It's what you would expect from a show called Grunts in Appalachia. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just, uh, I was, I'm telling you, like, and I, John, I know I talked about this before, but like the episode where you're going on about the Whoopi, like I was dying fucking laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Brandon, I think it was you talking about shitting off the back of a, of a fucking five ton. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. We had a good conversation about that <laughs> one. <laughs> Hanging your ass out the back of a five ton. Five ton wood. Yeah. 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 I was Shit. dying laughing. I was like, <laughs> everybody, everybody knows about that. That's, oh, yeah. that's been in there. Well, I got, I got to say, and, and Tyree backing up on this, uh, I, that wasn't a term where we were in Germany. Um, I, I think we just didn't talk about it. No. And nobody talked about it. Yeah. What the boner? Get out to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm 20, okay. 20 years out now, and this is the first time that I've ever actually spoken about it. I mean, we had to eventually come out of the closet and be like, hey, you know what? This is what actually happened. Yeah. So you guys don't yeah. have to be ashamed of yourselves anymore. Just <laughs> understand it. Well, that's, that's what's going on. And now everyone, if they heard it before they go to basic, they're just <laughs> rolling around in the back of five tons smiling. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's going to be like, I know. I know. What's up? Mm -hmm. And, I, you know, I've always, I know, I've always said, like, uh, so, and we were, Tyree and I were both in from 0105 on active and uh and and i've always i've always said that the infantry at least in the army and i'm sure in the marine corps um was was uh is the what how do i put it the the gayest most homophobic organization <laughs> um in the don't ask don't tell policy of the army you, you know you know what i mean like it oh, was absolutely. Absolutely. wild times you know how many people whip their balls out just to whip them out just to whip them out. Army oh, people. I mean, just uh, being stationed at Camp Lejeune, I'll never forget this. We were, we were under hurricane warning, so we all had to be in the coast. We all had to wear our flak jackets and our Kevlar's. Mm -hmm. And our first sergeant made the big mistake of saying, "Hey guys, you have to wear your flak jackets and Kevlar's anytime you're outside." He gave us no other stipulations of what we had to wear. So he got a bunch of grunts drunk in the barracks, running around, and all they're wearing is their flak jacket and their helmets. And, and our duty guys like. What the hell are y'all doing? And there's people running up and down. We had a guy from Oklahoma that's out there, and he's got the bullhorns like the devil's the devil uh, hand with, with the horns, and he and he goes rip and twist. The boys give her the horns. Stuck between his legs, jumped in the air, and then went running down the hall. Went run down the barracks, stark naked except for his Kevlar and flat jacket. I'm I mean, done with that. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, that's and, and it, that doesn't describe the infantry. That's, that's a Tuesday, by the way. Yeah. That's a Tuesday. Hell yeah, yeah exactly. Um, Wednesday, no, super so, one. That reminds me of a time. So, like when we were in the field uh, there in Grafenvere, uh, we're, we're, we're Grafenvere Hohenfels. I can't remember. We're doing gunnery, so I guess it was Hohenfels. And and Tyree, it, it was you, right? I walk into the barracks. It's nighttime, right? We're doing night fire, so the barracks light had to be off, except for like all these like red or, yeah, they're all the little red lights in there. And I come, I come walking in there, and up come out of nowhere comes this like dark figure, um, with this ginormous like past his knees fucking wang, just like flopping around. I'm like, what in the fuck is going on here? And it's time three. It's one hundred percent true. With a sock. With a sock. I'm a chili pepper fan, sock. man. That's what they do. So I wrapped a green <laughs> sock around my cock and balls and walked around the bear, uh, the uh, room. <laughs> oh, Caldwell, he started screaming when I sat next to him. <laughs> hey man, okay, so let's uh let's get down to business here. We have some cert we have certain questions we ask everyone on our show. Um and that's not gonna be any different. So I'm still asking you questions. What? <laughs> I said I'm I'm Tyree, I'm I'm working with you, man. Was that the question though? No no no. The no, question no. <laughs> <laughs> The question's gonna be uh why did you join the military? Simple. How yeah. you go first, Brian? Uh, so I was, I actually tried to join the reserves, man. Like I, I, I was going to college and I just didn't care. So I thought maybe I'll just go join the reserves and pay for my own college instead of my parents paying. Cause then I might care. And they, you know, they got me, they were like, Oh, that dude's not here. And I'm like, well, who are you? And he's like active duty. I was like, well, what's that? He said, uh, you can go away for three years and come back. I was like, sweet. I'll try that. That's my story. It was a nine. I mean, Twenty-one was, years later. Yeah. Well, it was nothing going on. What the hell is that? Wow. Hey. You know, um, there was no wars, no nothing. It was the late nineties. Where were you stationed? Uh, I started off. Well, I mean, I did basic and all that shit at Benning and Airborne School, and then I went to Bragg, and that's that was my first duty station. Fort Bragg. Were you, were you airborne? Yeah. Yeah. You guys, right on. You, guys, no. you guys know that Fort Bragg is going to be Fort Liberty, right? No, not in my life. Is it? I, I heard they're changing names. Yeah. I'm, I'm Bragg, Hood, Benning, yeah. Gordon, I think. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. All, all the, all the bug bases in the south. <laughs> like the two dudes who are still alive from World War II with like five combat jumps are going to, you think they're going to call it Fort Liberty? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. No, that, and that's, that's a whole interesting, uh, thing um that I, i'm not really gonna talk too much on because i'm still in the army so you know i'm not trying to like <laughs> cause any waves yeah you're still yeah i'm in the i'm in the reserves and, and I, I will say so i was active first and then come into the reserves and yeah. um it's a different animal for sure especially coming off of active duty for um, sure i mean like did you have to i guess maybe the reserves are a little different than active duty i would think if you're still at, like completely active you would have to get some sort of pao waiver or something to be able to do a podcast uh no actually so so i i, I spoke with my my company command team my we actually just got a new battalion command team. i don't even know if they know but like my previous one they they were aware yeah. and they were all supportive of it you know i think um they, they were fine with it they were just like so long as i'm not using the military to promote the show um so I, you know i can't obviously make posts about like i'm an art you know united yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. drill sergeant blah 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 you know so sure mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome. Well, uh, my story is pretty uh, simplistic. I was I was probably ten years old, and had a crush on this girl down the road from me. And she was probably five or six years older than I was, and 
I remember her going out on a prom or a, a homecoming. I can't remember which, and a Marine picked her up. And I asked my dad, I said, Dad, what's, who is that? Like, what's that guy wearing? I'm sure he was like a private or a PFC, but he still looked really cool to me at 10. Mm-hmm. And my dad goes, well, that's a Marine. I said, I said well, I'm going to wear that uniform one day. And my parents were like, yeah, they, they laughed it off. And I said, no, I'm, I'm serious. And I never, I never left that. And, and it wasn't because of her at that point. I looked into it, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to join the Marine Corps. So when I turned 17, I tried to get my mom to let me sign up early. She wouldn't let me do it. She waited until my 18th birthday. I signed then. And as soon as I graduated, I was on the bus to Paris Island. What year did you join? 2000. 2000. Okay, so right around the same time we came in. Yeah, we were all around the we, same. Uh, we both came in in 01. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's really, really fast for the people uh, – from the other show and not from uh, before I forget um, me and Kevin, Kevin and I, whatever English sucks. The two of us. There you go. Just um, we both joined not together, but uh, in at towards the end of 2001, I was uh, 2000. I was 17 fresh out of the army. I'm sorry. Fresh out of high school. Uh, I didn't have shit going on. I didn't apply to any schools in the back of my head. I'm like, I'm going to join the army no matter what. So <laughs> all this shit is mildly interesting. And uh, off to Fort Benning, I went, man. No, nothing yeah, really see, to... Now, uh, if it was now, you wouldn't even have to have a high school degree. You could have been like, you know, or a high school diploma. Man. But I'm out. Yeah. So that's that's a thing for me right now. Uh, is So, like, the, the, the what's going on with the Army? I, I mean, I think I can pretty easily speak on this, but, like, um, <clears throat> so we're doing... They, they, they did away with the, the need for a high school diploma or GED. Um, they, they revamped. Uh, the tattoo policy. So, Brandon, you, you probably remember back when we had yeah. Sergeant Major Army Chandler, when they yep. had the, the the beefed up uh, tattoo policy, right? And you had to take pictures and shit. Yep. So now it's a now like, and then he 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 left, and Sergeant Major Daly came in, and then they started waiving tattoos in certain areas. Well, I think that yeah, I think they did that around one. Maybe it was was it still was it Tilly who did it? Maybe. Maybe. Army um, Tilly. <clears throat> like you couldn't have neck and anything that showed. In your dress uniform, remember? Yeah, right, and, right, and, right. Yeah, and then they're like, eh, I mean, we need, kind of need some guys to go overseas, so yeah, right. Like, yeah, whatever you got. Then, you know, the need to deploy went away, and then it was like, oh, back to tattoo policies, and now they're all just gone again. Yeah, all the tattoo, <laughs> right? You know, like what well, we needed is long-haired, long-bearded, uh, Viking-looking bastards that are ready to get off a plane and just screw stuff up, and that's the way it should be, anyways. Right. Hey, I'll come through well, with an know, afro. I'll fuck shit up too. What was interesting though is is so back then it was it was tattoo waivers, and now it's a it's a it's the total policy change, right? Yeah. So it's it's like it's now like the standard or the rule or the guideline or whatever the fuck, right? And yeah. so on top of that, right? So they're also, um, oh man, what was it? They there was like four different things that the army has done to make it easier to join, and I have I have my own theories on that, but um, I'm gonna leave those. Uh, sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, I would say so. When I joined, I remember we had a, a dude from Nam still, like in our battalion. <laughs> no and shit. Like, and it was like, you know, he's like, "You guys are pussy." You know, okay, yeah. That's Brand showing his age. He actually, his birthday is Saturday. <laughs> yeah. So, but nice. but the thing is, is like, you know, the younger generation was always pussies, <laughs> and I don't know if anyone's more pussified or if we're just older and grumpier. Because I know by the time I retired, I was like, God, this young generation's pussy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's always <laughs> going to be that. It's never going to be as hard for someone coming it's in now that was for you. Because <laughs> right. that's just how it is. So, I, you know, I don't know what weight it holds to me because I, I just don't know. I, was I old and grumpy or were they soft? 
Uh, right. I, I, but I do think Americans are a lot softer now, you know? No, oh, there's no doubt about that. I don't see any kids building forts ah! woods. You know, no, no one's building forts in these woods. No one's or, building forts. No one's riding bikes. No I, one's I, doing anything. Do you see kids yeah. killing ants with magnifying glasses anymore? I didn't think that was. I I, I never. Nah. Really that, but I I mean I've done that myself. Uh, yeah, that's what. Like, yeah. I love starting fires with magnifying glass yeah, when I was a kid. That was cool. Like I'm gonna go kill shit with this glass. I, I would actually yeah. melt army men, a little green army right. men. I'd yeah. melt them with it. I love it. That's why you kind of fucked up, honestly. That's why we all ended up in the military. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, for real. I mean, for real. But like, so um, I was gonna say uh, so I've I've been I've been in, in the uh, Army Reserve drill sergeant program. Uh, for a while, and a lot of people will like. Uh, people have given me shit because I, I've, I've stayed in the same unit since I came into the reserves. So I've been in the same unit for, since since uh, 2006, um, and I've been a drill since 2008. Right? I love the job. It's an amazing job. Um, it's super fun, super rewarding. Um, and you know, I, I I got old in it, so I hurt more. So, you know what I mean? So like, <laughs> yeah. going off and doing like the combat thing, even though like you know, like the mentions of like you might go to war with, like, with Russia to help Ukraine or or this or that or whatever the fuck. And, and in my mind, I'm like, fuck, man, I don't want to be a part of that. But we need, but, we need grumpy old guys like you that are mad enough to do it. I mean, right. Yeah, but my ankle hurts, you know what I mean? But no, but no. Um, so I, my I, ankle well, hurts, and now, now I'm killing ten Russians instead of five. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's what I'm like, you're mad, you're angry. Yeah, yeah, good point, good point. And now you know what it means to be a Marine, because we're angry all the time. <laughs> but, like, I, I look back to, to uh, my first time on the trail – um and 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 then like my most my most recent time on the trail so that's about a 10 year 11 year 13 fuck i can't do math 14 i don't know a lot of years um and there is a there's a huge difference um in the type of person joining the at least the army the type of person joining the military to to uh, uh you know take on that role to be to be in that job it's 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 a huge difference because when i first went on the trail in 2009 um, I did four cycles at Fort Sill, um, all male, uh, not that that has any bearing on it, but like all male. And, um, and it was, it, they, they, they had a very different mentality from the last time I was up. Uh, so, I mean, there's, there's still a handful of those ones that are like gung ho, like hard chargers wanting to like, you know, go out there and be the Patriot or be the soldier, do good things and whatever else. And then, but it's definitely, uh, more injuries going to the sure. TMC, um, the Troop Medical Your Center. Um, yeah, there's definitely a lot more of that. Um, yeah. But as as one of our previous guests, um, who's a current Sergeant Major uh, in a battalion down at Fort Polk in Louisiana, as, as he said, <clears throat> that the, the, this new generation is a little bit smarter than we were. Um, they're obviously more tech-savvy. Um, because they grew up with it, right? It's just you know, so, some some type of technology in their hand is 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 the norm. Oh yeah, like every kid joining every MLS can run some Ethernet cables and you know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. just, yeah, like, but because they can't go without internet, and it's like if you told me to do that, I'd be like, dude. Right, well, we right. had we had one guy, yeah. one guy in our company, and that was it. That could steal cable for us in the barracks. We <laughs> loved him. Like we took care of that guy because he would go in there after the cable company get unhooked us all. He'd go right back in and hook us all right back up. You yeah. gotta love that guy, right? That guy. You gotta, I mean, you that you guy. gotta yeah. Hey, so I feel like Tyree's probably that guy. Tyree, are you that guy? You think <laughs> that hooks up their free cables? <laughs> oh no, no, I'm the one that steals people cable. So in, in the chat, we have a couple questions from the listeners right now. Someone asked Kevin, "Why do you have a sock on your microphone?" 
So the sock, um, that's what this is. This is a sock. Um, it prevents the P sound, the, the, what's it, the like, as plosives. walkers say, the plosives, right? Exactly. So, like, every time you say something like a P or whatever, like, I'll take the sock off. And uh, it'll look a little smaller when I take it off, so don't. <laughs> <laughs> He's a shower, not a, a grower, not a shower. Exactly. So, I mean, the sound audio or the audio sounds a little better, but then you get all these fucking extra sounds. And you all know how breathy I am. Um, I can be very, very breathy. Um, very, very Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe singing happy are you, birthday Are you a JFK. deep breather, Kevin? <laughs> I am. I'm a mouth breather, too, breather. at that. Yeah, you should yeah. hear when we record and I edit. I'm like, man, Kevin's breathing everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> nah, it, it it does get pretty bad, but that's what the sock is for. Um, and it's uh, so I chose this sock in case y'all are wondering, uh, because <clears throat> it's the only is that one. That sock? Oh, that's your that's your favorite sock. That's Kevin's yeah. favorite sock. It is it is <laughs> my favorite sock. Near Kevin's mic is a board. <laughs> yeah, it, it is a black sock, so you can definitely tell where in parts it's not black. You can knock someone clean out with that damn thing. It is stiff. It is a stiff sock. <laughs> He's like, I can hit a home run with this thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a crunchy sock. Yeah. Walker said a happy sock. Exactly, buddy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All um, right. So let's get back to our bullshit. Next question, folks. And uh, I had a quick question. Oh, go for uh, it. Yeah. Why should a youngster join the military? Oh, wait. Uh, hold on. That, that was, I don't even know who that was talking. Who is that? JJ? JJ. Okay. Um, I was just wondering, like, why youngsters should enlist in, like, you know, the Army, Marines, Navy, et cetera. Well, why can, youngsters should? I can take that one. I mean, yeah, I, have it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's pretty easy. A lot of people that I met in the Marine Corps, I would say, came from a very poor background. And one of the ways to get out of poverty is to join the military. You have the options to go to school when you get out you have all kinds of job on the job training while you're there so it's a, it's a way out of getting breaking generational curses of poverty is is typically the biggest thing for a lot of people in the military secondly do you have some people that are just patriots and they want to they want to serve their country thirdly they don't want people our age because people our age are going to question them and they don't want questions. They want you to do exactly what you, what they're telling you to do. Mm-hmm. So it's a paycheck. Too. Can it's confirm. A paycheck. Yeah. It's a Let's paycheck. say in the hypothetical sense, um, I wasn't in poverty or I, I was just normal. You know, stay. Well, if you're just a normal kid, it's fun because you get to travel the world for free. You get to go to beautiful exotic destinations, meet mm-hmm. awesome people and most of the time kill them. And then, you get to come home, and it's that's fun. It's fun to go all over the world on the government's dollar. It's awesome. It absolutely man. is. It we, absolutely. Yeah, is. me and, and Kevin were stationed in uh, Germany, and you get a whoopie exactly. Yeah, you get a whoopie. Me and Kevin were stationed in Germany, man. And uh, one of the reasons why I picked Germany is because I was seventeen and I never left uh, America. So screw it, let's go to a different country and serve the army. Um, yep. and I had a fucking blast, it was man. Still east and west at the time. What's that? Was Jeremy still split in half at the time? No, no, we were no. So the the wall came down in 1989. He and I were there from in 2001. Yeah, we when missed we down, missed I the cool stuff. Eight. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like I was not. I was not. Tear down this I, wall. Like every one of my drill sergeants was in Germany when they. Oh, dude! Every one of your drill sergeants had a hard on when when Ronald Reagan came out and said that. Yeah. They were just like, "Let's do uh, it." They were, yeah. Sorry, I'm old boys. <laughs> 
Kevin, you muted yourself again somehow. Yeah, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not even touching my computer. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin's muting himself, so I'll go ahead and say, are, do you guys drink on your podcast? I mean, what are you, what are you doing? So hmm. right now, I have I my second beer, and I have, I have uh, spares. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I'm drinking a bottle of wine. I'm getting hot right now, though. What are you, what are you drinking? John's literally drinking this bottle of barefoot wine. It's because like I'm a fat a, bastard, like and i got to lose weight 40. so I can jump out of an airplane. Like it, it's like he's, it's a 40. He's just drinking it right from the bottle. It's the... Oh, I mean, yeah. it's the sleaziest thing ever. He's yeah, real, but real classy. He has like I'm, a seed box of wine. Yeah, too. I got a juice box of wine too. Oh it's it's the adult juice box, bro. Yeah, I don't know. This was like I had to buy that box of wine, and that was the dumbest thing I've ever bought in my life. I'm glad that you had to buy it because yeah. that's embarrassing. And I'm glad yeah. I can embarrass you today. Yep. <laughs> Kevin, you're muted, bro. Yeah, I keep trying. That. I don't know what the hell is going on with that. Zoom Dude, is weird. Like, my hands. I'm not even touching my guy. Just keep him in the air. But I, I gotta say when. when when you bought it, when you bought it, did you did you talk? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, my shirt and my balls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let the wiener, let the wiener out there though. You walked up looking like you was in a frat. Uh, yeah, I had a, a twelve pack of beer, a box of wine, and a Red Bull. Uh, I looked like I was just gonna go destroy myself at home by myself. Right. <laughs> oh, this guy needs help. Yeah, for real. Doing. Well, see, the thing about Brandon, though, Brandon will go out and buy you a Boda mini box of wine, but he also has this amazing grill that yeah. he's got a meat probe for that he sticks his meat probe in, yeah. and it tells him the exact temperature, and he can go to the bar yeah. and Wi-Fi his smoker to make sure that everything's going right. It's insane. Yeah. I mean, I love this guy, man. I, I come yeah. over, he's like, he's like, hey, you want a tomahawk steak? We'll have it in four hours. It'll be ready to rock. And I'm like, hell yeah. He's living yeah. in the 20s. 20- third century I, I love a grill i love a grill yeah but it, so, is, it is pretty cool those wood pellet grills you can you put the probe in there and wi-fi it to your phone you can, like if you're doing a brisket for nine hours you'll be at the bar and be like oh yeah brisket's done i'm gonna turn the grill off and head home dude, that's <laughs> insane I, I just do it the old-fashioned way where i start a fire and cook me over it's the wrong way i'm yeah. telling you after after having this one it's the wrong way you want to invest in a in a, in a wood, in a pellet, pellet. wood pellet grill. Well, man, you know it's funny that makes me think about it since we're kind of talking some old school stories here you know when it, so when i joined the army uh cell phones were weren't prevalent really mm-hmm. you know people had pagers and stuff but like you couldn't uh the, there was like these certain rules like you couldn't have sunglasses on ever in uniform and then, like, if you had a camelback, you had to wear it, like, under your blouse. Yeah. And, and uh, you were, like, when cell phones started coming out, it was, like, you weren't allowed to have your cell phone on you if you got caught with it in the field. Like, it's stupid stuff. And by the time I retired, it was, like, if you don't have iPro on all the time, you're fucked. Mm-hmm. Where's, where's your camelback? Mm-hmm. And if I text you and you don't respond, you're in trouble. I'm, like, there's definitely a, a culture shift, a generational gap from when i started to when i ended well i think kevin hit on that and he said the new generation is more intelligent they're yeah. like hey let's clean our let's keep our eyes safe let's uh go ahead and stay hydrated right and not look cool doing it right and and everybody knows like the the three I've, I've incorporated two different rule sets but like the three rules of combat right okay right like am i the only one no oh, so no, always I'm, look cool i thought you were telling us yeah, yeah. No, we're, we're waiting. There with the story oh, okay. time. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, I, yeah. Okay, so always look cool. That's the number one. Uh, number two is never get lost, right? But in the event of number, number two, well, 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 but in the event of number two, I, so I incorporated that into rule number two. So like mm-hmm. in the event of number two, refer to number one. But then, right, yeah. Number three is cool. safety third. Worse. <laughs> hey, so since we're talking about how things have changed, uh, what do you guys think about females in the infantry? 
Awful, awful decision. Horrible idea. Worst idea in the world. Really? Um, it, it is an awful decision. It, it is. It is going to destroy the camaraderie of of the entire team, in my opinion. I love women. I've always loved women. But I can say, if you put a woman in an infantry unit, all it's going to do is make people not be as tightly bonded and have the camaraderie that they would if there was no women involved. See, and I would jump in on that and say that that's part of our generational gap is because I, I, I feel very much like John does. However, I understand that we grow up differently in a different generation. And now that might not be applicable to who's coming now because you know, the whole world's changed so much that, you know, we're, we're trying not to see people as we see them however they want us to see them. And that wasn't our lifestyle when we grew up, you know? So I would say that maybe there is a generational gap between us. And I'm sure a lot of the old timers hate it. And a lot of the new guys are like, whatever, like it doesn't matter. You yeah. Know? They don't know any different. Grew up. Right. No, I mean, I, I'm not into the starship troopers mentality. I mean, it'd be pretty cool to be showered yeah, with a bunch of hot. <laughs> that's not the way it's going to be. Even in, but then you watch Starship Troopers and they're banging. That's what I'm you saying. I mean? And then all of, sudden, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I, we could go down this forever. But, you know, now me and John are fighting because <laughs> it's a rabbit hole. And then there's 18 dudes <laughs> fighting. I, I just, anyway, that's my generational gap. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a male chauvinist, I guess. I just grew up my whole career in an all infantry unit, all male unit. So a change would be weird for me but a long time ago i was like if you don't like change you need to get out of the military because that's the only mm -hmm. thing consistent well i know mm -hmm. from 18 to 22 when i was 18 to 22 i was se a sex crazed maniac so if you would have put a female in my unit i wasn't the only one there was tons i mean almost everybody was a sex crazed maniac because there was no women there to begin with you throw you throw five women in there with 145 other men you're gonna have problems there's going to be problems. It's oh, not man. even. It's not even that the woman is going to have her monthly period. The woman's going to be, uh, and I, and I'm not saying this to offend women. I'm saying physically they're not as strong as men. You have certain women. That's the woman. What's up, girl? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't seen a girl in a while. What's up, girl? <laughs> So, so to to play uh, devil's advocate just a little bit, um, a couple comments though. So, <clears throat> first, um, I, I hear the argument a lot that like there's no way that a woman will be able to fireman's carry a grown man, but I've served with a lot of dudes who also could do the same thing. Mm -hmm. sure. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> so, I mean, there's there's also that. So, like when you when you talk about like physical strength, I mean, we served with a lot of guys who couldn't tell you where the gym on post was. Right. No, I, I, I didn't know where it was. You know, I mean, I would say from my experiences is you'd have to change a bunch of, you know, it, a bunch of different regulations because females are allowed a different type of body fat because they're built different right. than males. But yet, if we're all serving an infantry unit, it should be just that body fat, not just PT test, but, you know, a body fat. A male is what I, yeah, I don't know. It's been so long since I've been in, but it was like 22% or something. And then you were a fat boy program. Yeah. But like a female was like 35%. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like <clears throat> just those basic little things that no one thinks about, you have to rewrite everything because if we're equal in this unit, we're equal in this unit. If we're not equal in the unit, then it's, it, it doesn't make sense. Right. Well, I think that's where you get into the equality argument period. I mean, I know the Marine Corps just allowed women to, to graduate from OCS for infantry. 
I think they've had two women complete the program, but the two women that completed the program, they had to lower the physical standards for them to make it through. Hmm. That's not right. That's not, if you can pass the physical standards, absolutely do it. But if you can't pass the, the basic physical standards that, that most Mel have, that most men have to pass and granted OCS is a little bit tougher. And most of the guys that come to our units that are, that are straight out of OCS are in great shape. They're, they're thoroughbreds. They can run, they can, they can, they're PT studs most of the time. And I never personally served with women, so I don't know how it would be, but I just know how tight knit our organization was. And I can't see how it would have benefited us having women with us at that time. So let me, let me, let me, sort of, let me run this by. So another argument that I've heard <clears throat> is that if you have, if you allow females in combat arms and let's say you are in a combat environment, firefight, blah, 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 shit's going off. And one of your female um, comrades gets uh, gets shot, and she's out in the open. Now we all know, right? We 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 gain fire superiority first. We try and you know get that back, provide cover before we can even move out and like you know re- retrieve our our fallen buddy, right? But then there's this 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 argument that like psychologically we're more inclined to run out and assist our female um, partners more so than male partners. Um, so uh, on that, like, I don't know if I necessarily buy into that because I know how I was trained and I, I know what we, what we did when we go to the field and how we would, how we would run those operations and run those battle kills and everything. But, you know, if, you know, if Tyree, like if, if he had been shot, I don't know that if I, w- I would have been able to follow those guidelines, you know what I'm saying? Cause he's, he's my buddy. Um, I'm not sexually attracted to him. Um, not anymore. You know, so not anymore uh and not any less so um that's that's just kind of a whole thing uh so walker is making some pretty some pretty uh decent comments i kind of i don't want to mention these because he is engaging um he said any society that sends its females to war is doomed regardless of their role females have no place in combat arms just because a woman can doesn't mean she should and that was in regards to or in reference to um the physical physical capabilities uh, but then he goes on to say that war is a racket anyway and he just posted uh remember in 2004 when we had a female combat camera woman join us on patrol, and when the shooting started, she dropped her camera. That took place at the location we called. Uh, <laughs> uh, we tried we not to use that word, yeah, Walker. We, didn't say it. <laughs> we can't. We can't use that word, uh, Walker. Uh, <laughs> uh, the uh, the the dummy on the roof in Samara. <laughs> um, yes, <laughs> but uh, yeah. No, I mean, I I understand that. So I mean, it it, it kind of is. Um, like I, I, I guess I mean it's a valid argument on either side. I would say I would say if this I don't know if this applies, but so I did, like the there's women who you know you hold the door for them. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm walking up and I see a woman, like I'll go hold open the door for them. I don't so much do that for men, you know. But my my basic DNA says go open the door for him. Well then. There's those women who are like, it's 2022, and you don't need to do that, and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And it's the same Karen who makes the post like, there's no good men out there. Oh, you know? I know. Yeah, and at that point, I'm like, let's, let's go let's right. pugil sticks and strap in, girl, because sure. we're going to try this out. And so that's what I'm saying is, is there's such a double standard for anything you do nowadays. You know, just yeah. holding the door for someone, like to, trying to be nice. I feel like that's what every man should do is hold the door for a woman. And maybe I'm old school, but – yeah, to get beat up for doing that, that seems pretty ridiculous to me. But then it's the same society as like, oh, there's no good men out there. There's no gentlemen or, you know what I mean? Like, well, yeah. there is. You just run them off to where yeah. they don't want to be nice because exactly. they're scared of you. Yeah. yeah. But with that being said, 
you know, in the military, I, I, if I saw John going into a store, I wouldn't run up and open the door for him. If I saw any, <laughs> that's not very nice, man. But if I saw yeah, any woman of any age walking up to a store, I would go up and open the door for her. I, I feel like that's just in my DNA. You know what I mean? Like, right. And yeah. like, I think in our DNA is when you see someone who's, you know, the procreation is that's your mate at some point. You know what I mean? Regardless, you know, society has built marriages and all this stuff, but caveman logic says that's your mate. You're going to protect your mate. Well, honestly, Kevin, I'll tell you this, dude. There's a, there's a big Facebook group and a page called Order of Man, and I started mm-hmm. watching them probably two years ago. And the guy's phenomenal. The guy who runs it, he runs a podcast and stuff, but he's got a principle of the peace. And it's not the principle of the peace in the military where it's proper prior planning prevents piss poor performance. He asked, what's the proper, what's the proper thing that you do as a man? And he had three P's as the principles and it was protect, preside, and provide. And that's basically your job as a man. You protect people that are weaker than you. You, you preside and you, you don't rule, but you lead by example and you provide whether that's financial stability, whether that's uh, uh, emotional stability, those are your jobs as a man. And women and men are, are, are geared so differently biologically that women are nurturers by nature. I mean, that's just nature. We can look at nature and know that that's the truth. We don't have to look at the military. We don't have to look at American culture. We know through nature that women are nurturers and men are warriors. That's just the way that we were. That's 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 how we're. That's ingrained in us from birth. That's just who we are, and we've lost a lot of that in our culture now. And it's been a culture war in this country for so long. And I'm not trying to go down a rabbit hole of politics, but um, I think it's very important for people to understand their roles. I really do. And and you're gonna you're gonna wind up destroying something that it doesn't need fixed by putting people in roles that they shouldn't be in. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, my opinion. Well, and let me ask you. Um, I actually have two questions. Um, so on that though, like, how do you feel, like, relating to like specifically what you said, like, so like, there's just like the idea that like men's worth is totally based on like what we can provide. I've heard that. I've heard that. And uh, you know what I mean? Like, so like, I mean, like, are are we are we not more than that? Can we not be more than that? You know. Well, I think I think that's also an American mentality. If you look back mm-hmm. through history, I mean, you can go all the way back to the very beginning. The man that had the most things had the most beautiful women, had everything, and he didn't have to worry about much. I mean, if he worked hard for a certain amount of time, created enough wealth for himself, whether that was through animals and farming or whether that was through the monetary policy that we have now with, with, with currency. Yeah. Um, the men that are able to provide the most get the best of the best. That's just the right. way it's always well, been. It's, I mean, you can look at. So I used to teach, and I would I'd, I would use lots of things all the time. But the one thing was, you know, since the Donna man, like the big protector, well, he got to go eat first because you know the, they wanted their protector to be strong, so that in the event they need protecting, he's good to go, and that was mm-hmm. accepted. You know, at the same time, I don't know if you've ever heard about. Uh, periods i don't know what the proper clinical term would be but so like you know how when you if you get like a like a volleyball team of girls they'll all go on the same cycle right yeah, yeah they sync up yeah yeah and yeah. do you know why that is because because, the, because yeah. the they all sync up to one woman who and whoever the alpha is of that group and of course they're all going to be like oh i'm the alpha no one of you is because back in the in the dawn of man once again the big protector wanted to mate with the alpha male or alpha female right 
So with when she was off the market because of her period, they all synced up so everyone's off the market so that there wouldn't be, you know, the, oh, you're off the market, I'm going to go to her. Nope, once she's off the market, everyone's off the market. I've never so heard that, but it makes perfect sense. You know, that's, yeah. that's why it happens. That's, that's pretty neat, happened. though. And, and it's, it's pretty cool. I, I love it. There's a guy called Simon Sinek. Simon Sinek, yeah, I've read his books. Uh, it, yeah, so it's yeah. in his books. No, what, ask why or something. Uh, start start with the why. Start with the why. Yeah, yeah I read yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was actually required reading um, not too uh, long yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah um, that was required reading when I was in the military. Yeah. Really? Uh, our, our CG put it out not too long ago, yeah. Yep. Hey. That's amazing. Uh, so um, reading because we don't have required reading in the Marine Corps. Well, I mean, well yeah, required. We have, we have Marine Corps Institute where you have to pass the things longer, to be able to get required. The longer, the longer you're in, the more that stuff mm -hmm. happens. Like, yeah. You know, the more rank you get, the more the more everyone trains you to be a politician. Yeah. Right. No, that's that man. I you know, I'm so glad you said that. So um yeah, it, that, it kind of I mean I mean look yeah. at so like no, I don't want to bust people out, but like there's some people now like let's just say the highest enlisted guy in the army we served together and we used to just beat wild each other a yeah, while out and now it's like that it, it's he's you get to a certain rank where you just talk on in front of the camera and stuff and you're just 100 percent a politician you don't you know you you, you you don't understand what's happening on the ground who's who's hey kevin i'm gonna ask y'all a question who's the most famous guy or, or male or female that you all have met when you were in the military for me in the military, it was General Tommy Franks in 03. Uh, geez. Hmm. Coolio came to see us in Kosovo. <laughs> okay. There were some gotcha. cheerleaders, right? <laughs> yeah, we had, we, had, we had the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, Coolio, you and Toby, Toby Keith before he blew up. Mm -hmm. Okay. Before he blew up? Yeah, he wasn't too big. This is back in 02. So, like, he... Oh, he, yeah. he was big in the 90s. He was already blown up. Oh, well, I don't listen to country. I don't... Oh my God! How do you live in Arkansas and not live in? Listen first to of all, <laughs> first of all, it is Arkansas. Yeah, what part? Of, what part of Arkansas? Are you close to Table Rock? Uh, so I'm in, so Table Rock's up in Missouri. I'm in uh, Fayetteville, uh, which is nearby, right? Like okay, I'll be I up. Thought, in, I thought Table Rock was Arkansas Lake. Table Rock Lake? No, it's in Missouri. Oh, <clears throat> yeah, we got beaver. Yeah, I thought beaver you guys had something cool. Sorry. No. No, nah, well, so I, I will say, don't be dumb. I'm born and raised here. I love my state, but um, yeah. Northwest Arkansas, the, the 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 two northwestern most counties, Benton and Washington County, are pretty much the only places worth coming to if you're going to come here. Yeah, uh, I had a Buffalo Wild Wings in Arkansas once. Where the Razorbacks yeah. are, what where, where town is that? That's that's here, Fayetteville. I, I'm like 20 okay. minutes from yeah, there. Yeah. There's a there's a BW3 there. <laughs> BW. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you, oh, okay, right right there in front of the movie theater by Tzatziki's and all that. I was driving from Texas to back home to Kansas, and I saw Buffalo Wild Wings. I got off the highway, and it was like three miles down the road, but I was like, I'm committed. I have to go. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're, yeah. we're those guys that even – we went out for a podcast one time in Virginia, <laughs> and we got on the road three hours late or two hours late, something like that, yeah. and we had to stop at B-dubs 15 minutes from our house because everybody was already starting because yeah. we were so late. Yeah. And I can tell you, I haven't eaten a B-dubs since I was in the Marine Corps. And they had some southern fried chicken uh, sandwich that was absolutely banging. Yeah. And I haven't forgot, I haven't gone back to get one, but it was, yeah, it was phenomenal. Brandon's taking off. I guess he's got a piss. He's been drinking oh, his beer. Oh, he's getting a beer. <laughs> and you got to keep him right next to you. Just drink well, them fast enough so they don't get warm. I a bottle of wine, and I've got a, 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 a yeah. sippy cup for, for human for adult humans. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, what are you drinking your wine out of, and do you have your pinky out? 
No, I don't uh, have my pinky. I'm drinking an entire bottle. I just, I'm, I'm getting ready to finish a bottle of Barefoot Chardonnay, and then I'm on to my Boda Mini Chardonnay box wine. Uh, and you, and, and just for clarification, you were a Marine. <laughs> well, it, that's a funny question, because, I mean, you're being sick right now, and I'm fine with that. Um, <laughs> I'm drinking because I'm a fat bastard. Yeah, no, no I, yeah, you see. And, and I'm not actually, like, fat, fat. I have a little bit of a gut, but I'm too big to jump out of an airplane. So yeah. now I have to – I had to lose 24 pounds. I was 244 pounds. I'm down to 229. It's only nice. been three weeks. And I've got nine more pounds to lose, and I can jump out of an airplane and join all you Army bastards as a, a, mm -hmm. a paratrooper, I nope. guess. I don't know. Nope. No, yeah. no. Tyree and I were both mechanized. We never jumped out of anything. Why would I jump okay. out of a perfectly fine plane? You would say that. You would say that, Tyree. I'm going to say, I'm going to say the only reason Tyree said that is because he lives in California. Because people out in California don't have the same mentality that us on the East Coast have. We like to jump out of planes because it's adrenaline drunky stuff. It's just great. You know what? You know what? I'll give that to you. Like, in the military. I thought that was going to, I thought that was going to be an argument. No, no, no. Me argue? No. I don't care. No, I mean, I go along with that. Being from California, joining the military, and then meeting people from other parts of the country, y'all are weird as hell in the South, man. It's just uh, <laughs> it it, t it took a minute for me to like really understand adjust. what the hell y'all are saying sometimes, and uh, yeah, adjust. And after that, like it's like a second language. Everything uh, yeah. everyone says makes perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I did hear, and I can't remember what show it was where you, where you were, where you were talking about how you were trying to you know jump out of a plane and. Yeah, they, they, the guy said you weighed too much, and then there was what like hopes that you might get like a uh, uh, a tiny person to jump with you. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. We, yeah, we take a little yeah. tiny woman. She weighs like eighty five pounds. Yeah. She can jump yeah. with me. It's yeah. fine. She'll look a little midget on my back as we're going down. It'll be great. I didn't know that there was a, a weight limit to that though, because I don't think. I mean, and Brandon, correct me if I'm wrong, but does the army have a weight limit to who can jump uh, out of the plane? So they used. To, I don't really know. I don't know if anyone really knows because they used to weigh us all the time. Like they'd pick random people to weigh to just to see, you know, you got this much gear, but I think there's the new shoots are way different. So mm -hmm. I wouldn't be able to answer that properly. I know, I know there was height requirements for a lot of things. Like if you're jumping the stinger missile jump pack, you had to be a certain height, AT4, you had to be a certain height. You know what I mean? Those, those things, but I, the weight, I don't know, I guess, I, I don't know if the army weight, well, they only have Control a weight requirement for they only have a weight for civilians yeah. on jumping because the parachutes are only rated for a certain amount of weight apparently, and I'm too fat for it. You have to be under 220 pounds. Well, yeah, I to mean jump you're, jump, you're jumping like a Ram Air square shoot. So yeah. you're I mean, you're not fat. Heavy drop shoot, shoot in the army. Yeah, you're not yeah. fat. You're just sturdy. That's all. Oh, dude, I'm, just, I'm just big bone, man. There you go. I'm, I'm a lot to hold on to. <laughs> Gravity is just <laughs> taking us Sturdy no, chap. I, I, I got to say, though, um, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm a big fitness person. Um, I guess I'm a big fan of it. I'm fitness. trying to be a personal trainer. Oh, yeah, no, exactly. I yeah, thought the um, same yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I like all that stuff. So to, so to hear that you're, you know, you're down from, uh, what was it, 244 to 229, I mean, that's, that's pretty solid. I mean, especially in three weeks. I mean, it's kind of. Well, I know how to lose weight real quick. I just love yeah. cheeseburgers. So, so who, I mean, who doesn't though? You know, what I eat the, the shit out of them though. I mean, I'll eat. I'll, I, when I'm hungry and I'm at work, I'll eat four double cheeseburgers from McDonald's for lunch, and be like, yeah, "That was good." Oh, <laughs> uh, John can house some food, man. <laughs> man, so when don't I do lose, that. When I want to lose weight, what I do is I just cut out bread and I cut out beer and I drink wine. And I get made yeah. fun of for the wine, but it's fine. I don't care. See, uh, and I've already I... dropped fifteen pounds in three weeks. 
That's salt water. It's fucking yeah. good shit. Well, and, I, and I got to say, man, like, okay, so I remember when I first started drinking. It was when I first got to Germany, right? So I was 19, just turned 19. And I'm starting, I'm drinking and, you know, I'm drying everything under the sun, right? Like, I'm, we're going to the fucking, the, the class six and I'm buying all the little uh, airport bottles that you can get, you know, and I'm yeah. just mixing and matching, right? To, trying to figure out what my, what my taste buds dig. And after a while, you know, and, and obviously serving in the army and being in the infantry in this, like, this alpha male dominant world, um, you have to drink beer whiskey vodka tequila or jaeger anything else anything else you're, you're a bitch, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> i love jaeger is my go-to man so, dude, my go-to. Drink, but i don't i'm not a fan like so I'm when i joined guy. you could get like a 30 rack of strohs for like six, six bucks, bucks yeah. at the classics and yeah. it was like no one wants to drink strohs but yeah. also 30 of them is way better than a 12 or a bush light, you know? Yeah, yeah. right. Don't even get you drunk. And, and that was, and like you said, that's just a Tuesday. Like, that's hey, a Tuesday, I'm going to yeah. get so drunk, I don't know my name, so that I can go run tomorrow and work all day. And not remember and, my name, why I'm running. And do it again. <laughs> um, Neat, hey, uh, in the, in the chat, uh, Mike Greg Gorowitz is saying bourbon. Meat. 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 Bourbon, as we affectionately know him. Mike Horowitz, I I would like to introduce you to my buddy Bobby from the Marine Corps. He has one of the best podcasts. You should check it out. It's called Cast Chasers. And if you want to learn about whiskey, that's where you go. I mean, he's top 10. Isn't whiskey and bourbon the same thing? Well, no. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can't make bourbon's Kentucky. Bourbon's Kentucky. Yeah. Same shit. It it tastes the same to me and you, but people that are very palate, their palate's very refined. Bourbon uh, can only be found in Kentucky. Uh, sounds like I don't and like those whiskey people. whiskey is everything else. Yeah, if I'm you saying. have a refined palate, please don't friend request me. <laughs> have you guys no. ever gone and uh, gone to any of the dis- distilleries? I'm getting ready to go on a tour this uh, this fall. My wife loves loves bourbon, and she's got a bunch of friends that are bourbon and that that are bourbon drinkers. Mm-hmm. And in Kentucky, we're only about what's Lexington two hours. Yeah, so we're about two even. and a half hours not from even. the bourbon tour. I mean, you can go to Maker's Mark. You can dip your own bottle, put your name on it. I got one. Yeah, that's that's there's, yeah, there's, there's so many of them Evan that you Williams can go to. Online about that. Amo, Amos just said Buffalo Trace bourbon is great. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I've yeah. never so right here. Like they're really cool. Uh, when I worked in martial athletics, they donated a bunch of stuff all the time, which obviously helped their brand. Cause yeah. You get, a free bottle of bourbon. Well, college kids never drank. So, well, I mean. I, well, this was mostly for like the donors, <laughs> you know. But uh, it, Brandon, it, uh, what are you drinking right now? You uh, know what? You know what John's drinking. He's drinking water. Okay. Okay. Ultra. I water. Just, well, and I so I tell John <laughs> I I work out five or six days a week. It's still on my military schedule. I wake up and yeah, do that stuff, and then I eat and drink whatever I want the rest of the day. Yeah, and I I could look great if I wanted to, but I don't want to give up beer. or awesome food so that's that's kind of where i'm at with it yeah i work out to support my lifestyle not so much that's the other way around yeah 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 yeah. i'm not going to sacrifice my life lifestyle to to look a certain way no i I think that that's exactly where i am and that's also why i can't get into like uh certain type of workouts that like are designed to 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 give you these badass abs and look a certain way i just want to pick up heavy things i want to lift here's what i tell everyone is uh you can see your arms seven days a week Mm-hmm. How many times do you take your shirt off in public in a week? Constantly. <laughs> you, but you get what I'm saying? Is your, your arm... You live in Arkansas. Yeah. What are you taking your shirt off every day for? Just next to a tree it's Arkansas, God damn it. We're fucking family here. He's got his no shirt and jorts. That's how he goes to work. Your neighbor's outside like, there goes Kevin again. No shirt on. 
yeah. fucking Crocs yeah, you, and all. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm the mentality where I'd rather have big arms because you, you see your arms every single day. You have the mentality, Brandon. So where the hat? Um, <laughs> damn. All Ricochet's got some noodle arms over here. Shots fired. Yorgi was over here earlier. He's like, shit, you're big, Brandon. And then and then he looked at John and was like, eh. <laughs> he was like, eh, Brandon's not very big. <laughs> No, that, that's pretty funny. So um, I'll tell you what I'm drinking. Um, there's a brewery down in Little Rock, our, our, our capital. Uh, it's called Diamond Bear, and I'm drinking their Irish Red. It's actually a pretty solid beer. Like a Killian's? Um, yeah, it, it's it's closely related to Killian's. But it's, yeah. Do you pour salt in it? No, I crack open the can and start pouring it on my throat hole. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't like to prep my drinks. But I was going to say, though, so so like back in the day, right, like you, you either drank one of those things and or you, otherwise you were a bitch, right? Sure. But But – I'll tell you what, man. A tequila sunrise, not tequila sunrise. Yeah, a, a Shirley oh Temple. Uh, that bottle yeah, of Barefoot. Yeah. They will all get you drunk. Yeah. Well, and we're dumb. You know, well, I, I can to... assure you that that uh, Barefoot will get you where you want to be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just finished that bottle. Now I'm on the boat of mini, but I mean, I'm warm, <laughs> and I feel I feel happy. Nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The end result is the same. Well, he's a little menopausal. Other than that, <laughs> other than that, I think we're okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm cool with that, man. I'm, I'm no longer having yeah. my period. I'm ready. He's hot. He's cold. I'm sitting over here in menopause corner with John. Great. I'm like, give me your oh, jacket shit. or turn the air conditioning on. Yeah, right? Oh, my God. It's hot in here. <laughs> Tyree. Uh, yes, sir. Tyree. What up? Now, you're not a big alcohol uh, user, are you? No, I'm not. Tyree, so what are, are you still are you still in the army? No, uh, I'll give you all oh, some information here. You're not in the army. You're, yeah, you're you smoke some weed, huh? Um, <clears throat> cannabis. Me, cannabis is awesome. Uh, <laughs> it, you notice how you use the correct medical term? <laughs> no. Cannabis. So we actually got schooled on that. Like no lie. So not to plug one of our previous shows, uh, but to your listeners, if you want to go back and listen to the show that we recorded with a guy named Gage Amsler. Um, um, what was it called, Tyree? Do you remember something about cannabis? I, I can't remember the title of the show, but it was like a first or second show of, the, of this season. Oh, um, it's called Cannabis Fool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, big, the name of the show. Big, big proponent for can uh, for cannabis, and he actually told us is like this is the actual terminology. Um, yeah, oh yeah, like, like yeah, we got our like dispensary a, license here. This company I work with, and yeah, it was always used the medical proper medical terms. Yeah, but the thing yeah. about cannabis is it's just awesome, you know. Uh, it is. Um, I have like some physical issue or physical issues that I have to take medicine for and taking or having cannabis instead, having an edible or something like that makes things so much easier and better well, to sure. deal with. And it's not addictive. So I'm a hundred percent disabled mm-hmm. and I, I use cannabis for everything that hurts on my body. Like I can't. Like when I go on a car ride, brands like my feet never touch the ground. <laughs> sure, for sure. But I mean, seriously, like if I'm going on a car ride or a plane ride or something where my body has to be in a position that's uncomfortable for me, oh, yeah, that's the only thing that makes it bearable. Mm-hmm. And I'm a huge proponent for it. I have a one of my guys, uh, Kevin, where when we got a uh, ambush, he didn't, everyone died, but him and another guy. And he had really bad brain problem. You know what I mean? He got just he got his rocks knocked out of there, and it, he was he was so much on pills and everything down in Bamsey that I um, mean it was like a totally different person. Well, he got off that and went straight to cannabis, right? And mm-hmm. someone someone recommended it, 
and he went to that well he ended up going to college getting a degree living a fulfilled life you know what i mean it was the pills that were causing the problem yep to try to cover up another problem you Mm -hmm. know right so i'm a huge advocate from that because he opened my eyes to that and then when i retired you know i i mean of course i smoked weed before i went in the army but you know only twice if you ask my recruiter (laughs) (laughs) didn't inhale but but the game has changed so much where they you know they isolate molecules now to make oh you have anxiety this is for you oh you have joint mm-hmm. pains this one would be good for, you know what i mean or you know well, and, cancer and, and patients that, who can, who are on you know the chemo and what is it the radiology or whatever they call radiation. that yeah. radiation yeah. They, they have no appetite you know they give them a, a heavy weed <laughs> that makes them hungry and they eat and it it's yeah. keeping them alive to where they can fight the chemo and the radiation so I mean, I, I, I think, think they I call think that the, the indica strange in the couch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the guy that we're talking about, um, so he 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 was a special operations um, medical, right? So he did medical. He didn't exactly say who he worked for, um, I, I, or maybe he did. I don't remember. But anyway, um, he did medical in the military and on the civilian side as well. So he got out of the military and then he became a contractor. And uh, not to really like rehash his entire show, but like. He lived up in Michigan, and he was he, he had patients that he worked with. And Michigan's laws had recently changed to, to say that, like, for every one patient, you could prescribe cannabis, and you can have up to seven plants uh, per patient. <clears throat> so he 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 that's what he did. He he took he he kept detailed notes about like, okay, this is this person's ailment. Um, this is what strain I have them using. Um, and it's having this effect. I'm going to change it to this one and see what it does, et cetera, and so on. And he found himself in Afghanistan uh, up in the Hindu Kush mountains and came across a, a small plot of, of, of uh, cannabis growing and um, <clears throat> managed to bring some back to the U.S. Uh, he didn't tell us how. Uh, he has a book about uh, called The Strains of War. And uh, he, he actually, like, he said he isolated for like two, two and a half years to try and, like, dial in on like what was making this shit so great and um that and so that's what he's kind of devoted his life to so i mean it really i mean like he- hearing you say that and hearing he- hearing him say that and so many other people right like i know a lot of people that like sure utilize can- cannabis um the right way because mm-hmm. uh, it, it's not a party drug right just like uh sure i cannot remember his name paul paul something um he was on the Joe Rogan podcast actually not not uh, a couple years ago talking about um, psilocybin cubensis and mush- mushrooms, and like talking about how it's like it's not a party drug, it can be utilized to to enhance or or to rebuild uh, what's broken, and um, and I, I feel like that's kind of been the general consensus with a lot of people that I've spoken with about cannabis is like if there's something going on with you this can help you just have to use it the right way right i have never i have never talked about this and i'll go ahead and talk about with you guys tonight this world premiere world premiere this is is premiere i i couldn't smoke weed when i was a young man uh i tried in high school a couple times and it always made me throw up i i tried a few times after i got out of the marine corps always made me throw up and I've never been a sleeper. I've never been somebody that could sleep. I slept four to five hours a night and it never affected my lifestyle. Um, it was probably two and a half years ago. I had a woman introduce me to the vape pens that were mm-hmm. marijuana. And 
she said, Hey, try this. And I said, no, I don't do that because it's not because I, I don't like it. It's not because that I, I hate you for doing it. It's because for me, it makes me sick. So I don't, I don't fool with it. And she said to me, she goes, Hey, this isn't going to make you sick. Just try it. Mm-hmm. We were out on a boat in the middle of a lake. And I said, that's fine. It was me, my wife and, and some friends. And I tried it and I got super stoned and I didn't puke. And what I realized in that moment, I was like, okay, so I can, I can use this now. So one night I tried it. It was probably a couple of weeks after that, that the initial time and I tried it and I slept for seven and a half hours. And yeah. when I woke up, I was clear minded. I was ready to go take care of everything that I had to take care of for that day. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm just going to go ahead and do this before I go to sleep. And so for the last two and a half years, I've gotten stoned every night before I go to bed. Hell yeah. And when I go to bed now, when I'm still, I'm not that, I'm not that guy that will show up at work. I'm not the guy that's going to do it during the day. No, it's an end of the day thing for me. I'll be watching some TV. You kind of wind down. I'll hit that vape pen. I'll get stoned. I'll pass out and I'll be able to sleep. And it is, it has revolutionized my life to a point Um, where I'm able to do podcasts. I'm able to, I'm able to be creative. I can think about things in in a way that uh, a person only sleeps four or five hours a night can't. Mm -hmm. And it, It has been so monumental in my life that I don't understand why people are so negative towards it and why the government doesn't listen to the people that have, have, have said, Hey, this is what it's done. Research. I mean, it's, it's, it's been great for me. It's been, it's been a phenomenal thing for me. It has helped me and it is, it made my life better. So, and and, uh, John, I want to say, so two things. Um, So uh, the episode that I was referring to, thank you, Walker, uh, Joe Rogan experience uh, number uh, 1385 with Paul Stamets. That's the one about the, the the mushrooms. He's he's a mycologist. It's a great, 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 great fucking episode. But I want to say, so in the Marine Corps, you you said you did your, you did four years, right? And in those four years, you deployed three separate times. Correct. So like, so just to give uh, at least our listeners some, some context, like, you're not just some guy who was in the military and then got out and, and, and now you smoke weed before you go to bed. Like you legitimately were a Marine infantryman deployed three separate times uh, to places that most motherfuckers don't want to go to. Um, so you've definitely seen some shit. You've done some shit. Right. And so you're, and, and so you're speaking from, from that perspective, more or yeah, less. I, I wouldn't say, I, and I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to, I'm not going to use it as a, as a crush. I wouldn't say that I, I do it now because of, my service time mm. it's it's been that way my whole life i've never okay. slept i mean i did i have done three deployments two of them were combat deployments um and i spent 19 months out of 48 overseas uh but aside from that it that has helped me so much in the last two and a half years i can't even all I can do is sing its praises. That's all I can do. I mean, Same here, man. I'm not, I'm not a pothead. I'm not a weed head. I, I, I read all the time. I'm constantly doing things mm-hmm. and I'm a hard worker. Yeah. I mean, I own my own business and I do very well for myself, but aside from that, that revolutionized my life. I, I, I don't wake up tired anymore. I don't wake up and and I have to go to work and I'm dreading getting out of bed. Yeah. 
getting ready to go, I wake up and I'm ready to go. I'm ready to attack the day. You pop up like it's nothing, man. Let's get going. I I, I mean, I've always been that way. As soon as my alarm goes off, I don't, I'm not a heavy sleeper. So as soon as my alarm goes off, I'm like, bam, I'm awake. But now I'm not just awake. I'm awake with a purpose. I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go. I'm ready. I'm ready to do this. Have you ever, uh, it's like the, the role, the, the, the roles have reversed, right? Like you remember back when you were younger, and you woke up every morning just like this raging morning wood, and it's ready to go, and now it's like the other way around. Yeah, now it's my mind. Now it's my mind instead of my instead of my yeah. raging wood. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever worked out um, after you had a couple puffs? Uh, I I've done a lot of things after a couple puffs, but never worked out. Like I said, I've heard I'm, I'm I've heard work out at midnight. I've heard that is um from a, a lot of people that it's like one of the best uh, you know quote unquote uh, pre workouts. It well, is. I can tell you this. I mean, I, I dabble with the guitar, and mm-hmm. I've been playing guitar for a couple of years, and I'm not very good. I'm oh, dang. I suck. But I can tell you this. When I'm super stoned, I'm way better with a guitar than I'm not. Oh, uh, man. Just, oh, yeah. man. That is the yeah. truth. Oh, I, look at that telly. Look at that telly. I'm learning to play the bass, and if I just pick it up and I'm strumming along, it sounds okay. But, man, if I have a couple puffs or half a joint or some shit like that, I'm fucking... It just does a million different things. It know, does. I, I really do wish that um, it's better. Movies are more interesting. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> what is it in? Uh, and and God damn it, what was that movie with the motherfucker? Why did I even speak without knowing what I'm talking about? Well, since you, you, ever, you ever seen the back of a twenty dollar bill? Huh? Half baked fool. Yeah, half oh, yeah. baked. Yeah, 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 yeah. You ever seen the back of a twenty dollar bill? Walkers on, on it. Weed. <laughs> yeah, you ever yeah. man on weed, man. You ever suck some dick for weed? No, no. <laughs> that's that, that's a hard no. Oh, was that? <laughs> I, I appreciate you just speaking for everyone, John. <laughs> yeah, right. Wait, so Brandon, um, is this also a world premiere of some information we need to know? <laughs> there ain't no world premiere for Brandon. Oh, yeah. Brandon's feet, feet don't touch the ground. <laughs> High in the clouds. No, I, I have, I have seen, I have seen uh, a handful. Because uh, we, sh- we should mention, like we've, we've never actually met. Like you guys are in, in, in West Virginia, right? Or not Virginia? Yeah, Correct. West Virginia. Correct. Yeah, you're in the Western version. The better, and the then, better Virginia. Yeah, the other, the other Virginia. I'm in Arkansas. Tyree's in California, so we've never met, right? Tyree, obviously, no. we have. But yeah, like, this, we don't even really, we didn't even do too much of a pre-show, which is, I think, is awesome because. That's always the podcast. You know, here's the thing. Yeah. We we actually we started this thing about five weeks ago where we have a guest come in, mm-hmm. and they want to talk to us. And I'll look at them and be like, "We don't want to talk yeah, to just you. Just put your headphones like, on, don't, brother. Don't talk to us." Yeah, I found it, out with like one key. Yeah. This one dude on the show. I'm like, "Wait a minute, is your dad so and so?" And he's like, "Yeah." I was like, God, "I'm buddies with your dad." <laughs> and, you know? and we we came to the conclusion that our our podcast was prior to the actual podcast, and we yeah. were like getting to know you and who you are and what you do is the podcast and we're doing that prior and then we're losing the entire podcast. So when people show up, we're like, don't talk to us. Don't talk yeah. to us. Just sit down mm-hmm. and you, I, you're here a half hour early. I don't want to talk to you. Like, I don't want to, I don't even want you to, to know who I am. Just wait. Yeah. Nope. So when we, when we've been doing our shows, especially in the second season, cause all of our first season was, was, was with dudes that we, we knew, right. We knew we deployed with everybody in our second season. We, we, we were familiar with in some way, shape or form, but like we hadn't really sat down, the three of us, right, hadn't had a had an in depth conversation. So it, it always ends up being that way, um, and and uh, that that's kind of one thing that I really appreciate about how our show and and what I pick up from your guys' show is is it's not a strict fucking interview format. It's a it's a conversation, 
right? And right. like we, the, some of the feedback that we've gotten is that like it's like I'm sitting there with you guys, drinking the beer, listening to the conversation, like listen, listening to y'all going on. And to me, that's like that. To me, that's high praise, right? Because that you know, like if if you got a, a bunch of your your military buddies and you're just sitting around and like you know, two of them or, t- or three of them or whatever the fuck are telling a story <laughs> and you're just there reliving that moment with them or you're being reminded of a separate moment like that's that's awesome but i, I yeah. feel like the structure of like the interview process and like okay so where were you then or the 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 post edited there's a narrator who says some shit and then it refers back to or reverts back to the pre-recorded um interview it it just doesn't it doesn't jive well with me no i don't like that and you you guys you guys are i mean like that's actually like i'm really glad that like you know our paths cross how they did or however they did but like because i feel like we're doing a very similar show and and that's one thing that tyree and i have talked about is that you know, we want more people to connect. We want more people to talk about their stories. We want more people who didn't do a ton of great things um, or, you know, quote unquote, great things. Like we weren't special forces. We weren't Rangers. We weren't Delta. We weren't Marsoc and SEALs, whatever the fuck, right? We're just regular dudes who did some shit. Although Brandon, I hear you had a, a pretty incredible moment. Oh man. I'm, I've day. been trying to get to that. <laughs> well, I didn't want to bring it up. Cause you know, I feel like you talk about it a lot. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, that came out. Wrong. I, I feel reach. like you, you, you've been, <laughs> you've been asked about it a lot. Yeah, like, there you go. Like you're going out and be like, hey man, so get, you don't know me, you know? Yeah, but, um, yeah, let sure. me but, let uh, me jump in here and say this about Brandon. Yeah. Brandon is, uh, I won't say he's a humble guy, but I will say, I will say this. I will say that whenever somebody asks him what he did when he was in the army, it cracks me up. <laughs> we'll be at a bar. And they'll be like, well, what did you do in the army? I mean, this is this dude's famous in the army. Mm-hmm. And he will he will look at people like Never I heard was of a him. typist. I was a typist. And I could type 90 words per minute. Okay. I have to walk away. I have to walk away. <laughs> I have to walk away because I'm like, son of a bitch. I, well, I'm I, like, I, this I, guy, McGregor. I, I, I swear to God, I used to say gay porn, but now you can't. You know what I mean? Like, you, 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 still, it, you still can. Joke, I've seen that, that, but that joke's right. not funny. Like, I remember, so where, did you ever drill? So you're reservist. Did you ever drill for Cadet Command at Fort Knox? Yes. In the yes. Okay, Fun so stuff. I, taught, I did that. Okay, yeah, yeah, so I taught, at, I taught at Marshall, and every summer I'd spend out there, you know. And when I was retiring in 18, uh, I was out there, and I, I just, like, I was, you know, it's summertime. And my last, like, I literally came back and was retired. And, uh, uh-huh. like, I shouldn't have been there, but I was just trying to help out. So I just, you know, I had my hands in my pocket, never wore my hat, you know, that type of shit. And I walked up to these four full birds, and I walk up, and the, the one dude's like, hey. I was like, what's up, guys? And they're like, hey, what's up? I, you know, I had my hands in my pockets, a hat mm-hmm. on, didn't salute no one. And the one dude goes, oh, my God, hey, are you D. Brandon McGuire? And I was like, yeah, from gay porn? Like, <laughs> like, it, it was just like those dudes just lost their shit. Yeah, there he is. But it was just a way to, uh, to make an uncomfortable situation even worse. Mm-hmm. But then, like, the the basis of the uncomfortableness was not bad after that, you know? Yeah. Oh so then I went God. to typist. Now I just tell everyone I was a typist. Yeah, yeah you're, you're literally you're, you're literally stealing lines from Black Hawk Down. I love it when he when when someone's like, "What did you do in the army?" Oh, I was a typist, and he'd walk away, yeah. and he's like, "Thank God." <laughs> Thank so God. so did you uh, did you do that cadet command? The cadet command. I'm, I've had a couple of beers. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, in 2013. Uh, no. 
No, so that's 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 when I did it, and I, th- I think Tyree did it the year before, the year after. The okay. Movie. Yeah, yeah so man, I, I was running the uh, gas chamber. Seaburn. An absolute cluster fuck of a Oh, it's, it's horrible. Because yeah. it's a bunch of college kids who have zero military experience, and then you're like, hey, go play military for, go play Army all summer. <laughs> and yeah. They, they did, I mean, you're at a school, like I'm at Marshall University is where I was, and, you know, my class, you know, was 50, 50 cadets, so I'm sending like four dudes to summer camp, you know, and those, those what do I want to do with 40 dudes, you know? You're yeah. on your own college campus, and you're it's an accredited course, so those dudes don't even have to want to join the military. You know what I mean? So right. You can't be mean. You can't yeah, they're not contracted. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. So it's you're just like in this weird world of – Yeah. Like I, I came there right from being a first arm, and like the first day some cadet's like, hey, what's up, bro? And I just lit his ass up, and, and he quit <laughs> right on the spot. Yeah. And like the our recruiter, like the recruiter for, you know – ROTC was a civilian, a GS employee, and she's like, "Hey, for sorry, you can't do that shit here." Like, so I in in two thousand, so I was there as a drill in two thousand thirteen, and and we had a medical emergency. One of our cadets goes down from 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 heat, right? And right. um, she's just walking and she just collapses, and uh, you know, and, and you know, spring into action, right? So like, you know, go in and do the things. There's this one guy, another cadet, <clears throat> sitting on the steps. Um, into the barracks, and I knew inside those barracks to the right and then immediate left, there was a re- refrigerator full of Gatorade. And I'm like, hey, go in there and grab her a Gatorade. And he's like, why the fuck are you asking me? Oh <laughs> First, right. like, you don't you don't say those things to a drill. Sure, and, and, and so, like the drills are at the basic course too. So you're looking at not lower enlisted, but you're looking at underclassmen, you know, freshmen and yeah. sophomores. Right, people that are not contract, mostly right. mostly not contracted. Sure. I fucking, I I so I had a, a nearby drill. I was like, hey, watch her, and I fucking took off after this dude. Like I became, I that's the yeah. only time. Well, one of the times I, I came un, unhinged as a drill, and I fucking mm-hmm. went off on this dude. My first arm came from the other end of the building. He was in a cub, and he came down. And he was like, he busted in the door. He's like, Johnson, get the fuck over here. And he pulled me off and took me down to a different room, and he sat me in his room, and I sat there for like a fucking hour. He didn't. He, nobody bothered me. He, and he came in there, he's like, "What are you still doing in here?" He's like, "You put me in here for a song." Because you tell uh, me to, Sarge. <laughs> yeah, it was basically like one of those like phone call situations. Yeah, you got a phone call, right? But like, like yeah. I was, dude, I was in this guy's fucking face. I busted into a separate meeting that was going on with my with the stoves and all that stuff, and and. I man, I lost <laughs> it. Like because it's it's an emergency, guy. Like you're being, like, I don't know, man. I just you know, it was a it, whole it thing. It doesn't matter that it's, it's this whole different ball game. I it, yeah, it blew my mind. But for me, it was a great way to, you know, I hang my hat up after that, and it was a great transition for me to the civilian world because, you know, other than be, going yeah. to summer training, I was basically a civilian. There's no military base or anything here. Yeah, what was your um, what was your big motivator to uh, to retire? Uh, my kids, yeah. kids going to high school, playing high school sports. Yeah, man. They you really, this, this was our eighth move when I got here and my oldest was playing football at high school. They went to state all three years and he's like, I'm not going dad because it's like the next move was going to be bliss for a year. And then wherever the army mm. wants to send me and he's yeah. like, I'm out. I'm like, you're on your own. And I was, I can't. I, I, I can't relate, but Tyree, um, Anthony, his son, um, I mean, it's kind of the same thing, right? Like, I mean, like, obviously, Tyree, you're not in the military, but, like, 
he, he's at that age, right, Tyreen, where he's like he's like interested in doing this and doing that, and oh yeah, kind of want to be yeah, you want to mm-hmm. be there for those. I, I can understand that, like I, from from an outside perspective. Yeah. yeah. After the years I did army, uh, regular army, and then reserves, missing those summers with my boy, sure, uh, over and over again. <laughs> I come back and he looks a little bit bigger. Um, yeah. Things like that, man, was breaking my heart. And uh, well, I, even, at the even, same time, I was LAPD, so that yeah. working that too was a lot. So uh, yeah, for sure. dude, you're LAPD, man. I mean, I mad respect, mad respect for that, because I mean, that's a big city, dude. Big city. So you're man. doing weird stuff out there. <laughs> so no, no lie. So no lie. During during our first season and kind of through our second season, we kind of slacked off on a little bit. Like on Thursdays, we used to push out these like solo episodes. It'd be either me or Tyree. And Tyree um, would put out, um, occasionally he would put out a police files, right? So he would talk about like certain cases or certain, you know, things that he was on or, or whatever, right? Certain in, in interactions. And some of those stories, like I've known Tyree since 2002 when he first got to Germany um, in early 2002. So I've known him, you know, 20 years. And and uh, some of these stories, like I've never fucking heard. And I'm listening to him. I'm like, holy fuck, dude. Like, and that's, a, that's as a cop in America. Right, like we, and y'all know we we deployed to Iraq. Like we went to an actual yeah. war zone. And some of well, these, I can tell you what's, about... I can tell you what's worse than Iraq is Haiti. Haiti is the hell on earth. Yeah, that mm-hmm. place is the biggest mm-hmm. crap hole I've ever seen. I've been to Somalia. I've been to Djibouti, Africa. I've been in Saudi Arabia. I've been in all these different places. But I can tell you right now, Haiti <laughs> is hell on earth. That place, I feel bad for them people. It's bad yeah. down there. And and God bless them for living and making it, but it's bad. Yeah, it is. The, well, the thing about LAPD or being a cop, period, and I always kind of say this is, uh, you know, um, if you're in combat, you expect combat. If you're going to go out on patrol, some shit's going to happen. You're going to get shot at, maybe, maybe not. You might not. Maybe you're just going to go on raids, shit like that. But with LAPD, or I'm sorry, being a cop every single call is different and you have to dump that information from that call in your head out and go to the next one. So I did that for 13 years and man, it, it, it it's fun. It's rewarding. But at the same time, man, it is not easy. It's one of the I, hardest things I've ever I, done. I, I can say my hats off to you, man. Cause I mean, I can, un- I, I don't understand what you're saying cause I haven't been in that position, but I can say that being a cop in a major metropolitan area, is not an easy thing. You are dealing with situations that most people never even encounter in their lives, and you have to figure out a way out of it, either for you, for your the people you're dealing with. Um, that's tough, man. And hats off to you, man. Kudos. That's that's amazing. I, I have nothing but love for first responders. I love the police. I think they do a fantastic job. And thank you, thank for, you, brother, for what you're doing now. Amen. Fun stuff. I um. The only reason why I stopped doing it is because physically and mentally it will break you down if you let it. Um, some of the calls you go on, I, I had one where it was a, a child that was being beat by some enormous man. Uh, we, and I told this in the story, it's called a kid in a, girl, kid in a stroller. <clears throat> I'm driving down the street with my partner and we see this family walking with a stroller and as we pass them by, somebody runs up to our car, flags us down, and says, hey, that man is punching that baby in the stroller. 
to the point that the baby's almost bouncing out of the stroller. Did you uh, kill him? Oh, oh man. Die, I, apparently. My, um, my son was just born. So immediately when I saw that, I just saw my kid. I took the, the child. I called for an RA or an ambulance and had them uh, check the kid out. This kid was fucked up. He had broken bones, um, cuts. He had cigarette burns in his mouth. And Ugh. his, I want to say his uh, pinky toe on his right foot was partially amputated. It took me everything in my being and power not to take my gun out and blast that dude right there. Well, because you wouldn't have been wrong. You wouldn't mm. have been wrong. I don't care what the court system says. You would have been, you would have been in your right doing it. Yeah, and you would have done the world a favor by killing some piece of shit that yeah. does that to kids. I mean, honestly, you would have. Yeah. He's gonna no. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's going gonna. Well, we arrested him. We put him down he for attempt murder on the kid, but DA knocked it down to just gross uh, child negligence or abuse. Uh, the yeah, kid, you know, though, you know, the whole the child was adopted. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the child was adopted by the doctor who checked him out. So that was very cool. And I'm still in contact with the kid every now and then. I'll shoot him a text message. Um, all the shit that happened to him, you know, had some physical issues, some mental issues afterwards, but he's doing all right. That's so that's, that's awesome. You know what I dig about that entire story? And um, I think you mentioned that in, in that show that you recorded, The Kid in the Stroller. Um, but the fact that, like, that happened fairly early on, right, in your career with LAPD. Yeah, year two. <clears throat> yeah, and, and uh, actually Walker just posted the link dude walker is fucking on it man that all dude. over it man um but like the fact that ha that happened so early on in your in, in your in your career and you still like you're still like you like t just talking about it, like I, I had to go i had to go uh, break the seal but like i can still hear the emotion in your voice right about it and 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 uh and the fact that like you're still you're still able to like check in on this kid from from how many years ago you know what I mean? So it was, what, 2012, 12, 12 yeah. years, 12 years ago now. Yeah. Wild, dude. Like, and that says a lot, man. And, and I know Ty Tyree on, on our last show, we talked about like, you know, uh, police brutality and, and, and nonsense in the U S and all that stuff. But like, that's one aspect that I, I think a lot of people don't see when it comes to law enforcement and the things that they do is like some of those dudes actually genuinely give a fuck. Um, and yeah. I mean, here you are not even a cop anymore. And you're still like, you know what I mean? Invested. It's like a you're a soldier, man. You don't really lose it. It doesn't go anywhere. You still have that feeling. Yeah. Uh, you you still want to help people. You are super vigilant, even on top of your military PTSD style vigilance. We're way above yeah. that. Oh. Um, it's 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 different, but it, it's like I said, it's a good career. But you need to know what you're getting into before you do it. Right. Uh, it's it's not all pursuits and uh, gunshot like, guns yeah, gunfights. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm thrilled to to know that you're an LA cop or you were an LA cop and you did what you did. We're actually on. We just started. This is our first episode of season two. Uh, we're nice. Fifty three right now, and this season we are going to be concentrating on trying to get actually. <laughs> motorcycle clubs oh, okay. uh, we've, already got, we've already got two of them and one of them is the blue knights i don't know if you know who that is but it, that's a uh, a police uh a officer 
motorcycle club and we also have a u.s military veterans motorcycle club that's gonna be on here i'm trying to get the pagans <laughs> but it's hard to get a hold of them <laughs> like yeah they, right they don't, they don't they don't post their phone numbers yeah. on social media <laughs> so if you're a pagan and you want to be on a podcast yo hit, hit us up <laughs> yeah no that's uh, that one percent outlaws on here <laughs> yeah that's a, a a couple of great things. Like hey, we're we're the first episode of y'all's this Second this is like season, you know, yeah yeah dude that's fucking rad. Like Hell we've yeah. never been the first at anything. We, we I, you I, were the first swimmer. I promise that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I started out as the first and just yeah, went downhill yeah. from there. Yeah, you, that you was the last time you, you won, won anything. You, you, you won, won once. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a one you one one, shit one time. <laughs> one time. That's all it fucking takes. Here I am. Um, I will say though, on that note. Um, so, and I know we talked about this before before we recorded, but like Tyree and I, uh, before I forget the podcast, we were on a uh, a list of top veteran podcasts. We were uh, out of forty, we were number eight. We were doing great. We were fucking kicking ass and taking names and punching all the dicks. And then <clears throat> these other guys show up. <laughs> <laughs> this other podcast, perhaps, perhaps you've heard of them called Grunts and Appalachia. Yeah. Well, and they know. fucking won these guys swing in at number fucking seven and number push us back to nine. Seven. <laughs> Day one. What the fuck? That's called that's called a ricochet. Yeah. Ricochet. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that this oh. morning and I checked and I'm like, okay, let's see where we're at this week. Yeah. I'm like, all right. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no, but we're like, we gotta to talk to these though, dudes man. later. Like, god damn. Glad to fucking hear it though, man. Because like, I mean, like I mean, because you guys, like I said, I, I've listened to a handful of, y- of y'all's shows, uh, early shows, later shows, more recent shows, middle shows. Um, I kind of like picked and choose. Like I went off your like your titles, and I was like, that kind of sounds interesting. And um, and cause I, you know, to full transparency, whatever, I haven't listened to every fucking show, but I don't think you guys listen to every one of ours. We have a lot of BS, y'all have a lot of BS. I mean, we, everybody's BS, right? Oh, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, but um, you guys have a really great show, and I highly encourage all of our listeners on Before I Forget. To for, to check out Grunts and Appalachia because they they I mean they they've been interviewing and talking with folks in their in their community. Um, it's a, so in, in my mind that that says you're a very community driven uh, podcast and people, um, and I, I think that's amazing, right? Ty, Tyree and I obviously don't have the benefit of that because we're you know two different places, um, and 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 actually I kind of one thing I, w- I kind of wanted to talk about I, I made a note of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have to say I have to say because you're on video. Is that a Garmin watch you're wearing? It is the Garmin Phoenix something. Nice. Or seven. We yes. all wear Garmin I gotta, watches. I got a all Phoenix of us. five. So right so let's go ahead and jump into Grunts Gear and Gadgets real quick and say that every single one of us on this podcast is wearing a Garmin watch, and you should yeah. probably have one. No, Garmin is hands down amazing. So I, I I have an obsession with watches, and I I, I have to thank. Uh, Tyree for this. And it's not that he's like <laughs> was obsessed with watches, but, but like when we were deployed to Iraq, right? Like uh, we were Tyree. I don't know if you remember this. But we were shopping online for something. Um, we had our twenty minutes on the internet back in '04, and um, I bought this fucking belt. Right? It was called. It was titled <laughs> the Perfect Jean Belt. Yeah, man. And <laughs> and it, it, it's style. Like Tyree introduced me to style because I'm you know from fucking BFE Arkansas. What the fuck do I know about style? And so he introduced me to like, you know, like, hey, man, like your shoes don't match anything. Your fucking belt looks stupid. Your shirt is dumb. Like, why are you wearing anything that you're wearing? This is ridiculous. 
um so it made me start start thinking about like the things that i that i have and like you know well i mean like i can maybe i should look into that stuff so like i have an obsession with watches um like i have a sunto observer i have this the the garmin i think it's the phoenix six uh, it's the sapphire whatever shit i don't know um the 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 luminox the one that the quote-unquote navy seals always wear yeah yeah um i have a thing with with things like that right uh but yeah no i'm a huge fan of this garment like i've had apple watches like three separate apple watches i break them constantly so (laughs) i went to the garmin and i have a a sunto like the touch screen Mm -hmm. i just hate charging it every day yeah because i want to track my sleep because like John was talking about it earlier about sleep data, like I'll I'll mix different <laughs> things up in my life just to see how the next morning, like what was my sleep like last night? I want to know yeah. how much REM, how much deep light, how much how many times did I wake up? Because mm-hmm. I want to tailor my life to sleep good, you know. Mm-hmm. And the Garmin, you know, lasts for what thirty days. Dude, it's charge. insane! It's insane. Yeah, but in the in the Suntos, <laughs> the Suntos one day. Yeah. Like I have to take it off every night to charge it. Well, M- I'm an M tree man. I don't remember that. Right. My Apple Watch was the same way. So like yeah, my Garmin, exactly. I just I had to take it off constantly. I charged my Garmin like five days ago, and it's at seventy seven percent. So I got eight days of battery yeah. um, with how much I use it. Right. And so I mean, I I, I use it to like and and for y'all for y'all that are like uh, I don't know like this this Garmin watch can pull <laughs> a ten digit grid in about thirty seconds to a minute. The wine's a getting ten over here. a ten digit grid. Yeah, um, that's insanely accurate, right? And it yeah. uses GPS and GLONASS. I think the new ones it ha- u- utilize a, a third um, satellite system. I can't remember what it's called, but uh, no, dude. And, and the durability is fucking crazy. Like the the lens is sapphire, right? And it I have beat this watch up. If you can see the bezel, it's all marked up and gouged and cut up and whatever else. But the lens, not a scratch on the motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, the, the the bands though, I this is like my tenth set of bands, but they right. pop off. Every, but every because oh. no hell? one takes their watches off. What was that? I don't know. J, J, whoever JJ is, JJ, keep keep yourself muted, man. If you're gonna die on the mic, bro. <laughs> He's about to get kicked, bro. He's about to go home. <laughs> anyway, any questions? I I don't have a screen in front of me. Oh uh, no, he he just keeps popping in oh, randomly. Okay. Um, Honestly, man, it's awesome to connect with you guys. You guys are obviously doing great things, doing big things, and people love you. I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. We're 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 trying to get to the same point. Uh, We're we're enjoying the journey, if you will, the podcast journey. It's it's fun. It's interesting to sit down and talk to people that you don't know find out about their stories and it's basically the new form of networking and it i is. love it it mm-hmm. is like i love it i love it that's, yeah we've no, been having a blast with this thing man. that's the chardonnay <laughs> talking loves everyone right now i love yeah. everybody um, it's gonna be cold and bitchy like, <laughs> i just want to cuddle up with are you talking like i'm your wife you want is it gonna be a whoopee if no, it's not I a whoopee i'm not in i'm not in i'm not in on the whoopee dude like if you're yeah, like i'm not getting under whoopee with you <laughs> oh my god hey uh so on that note um since this is like uh and I don't know if if we've if we've if we've expressed this during the show at all, but like, you know, so we're doing a single recording that will be pushed out on two separate podcasts, um, as two separate episodes on two on two separate shows, um, which 
I don't know. I mean, I, I listen to shows here and there from other podcasts. I don't know if that's ever been done before. Um, so I'm, I, I'm actually kind of pretty excited about doing it. But how do we close this out? I do want to say. Yeah, I don't know. I do want to say we close this out by saying the Marine Corps is better than the Army. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> uh, so I, like, what's cool for me is I'm like, gonna mute always, his mic. <laughs> like, I was always in, you know, one of the Tyree, you bastard. <laughs> you know what I mean, an airborne or whatever unit. And like mm-hmm. everything I had, John got like four years later. Like, yeah, hey, four years. Hey, later. we're done playing. But I did more with it than you ever thought about. <laughs> It's like we're done playing with this toy. You can have it now. Right. <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm pretty. You may have gotten some stuff like with my name written in it in my last. Sure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this, Brandon. We were sitting at the bar today, and I was eating lunch with him. Uh, not being retired, I wasn't drinking. I was actually going back to work. But he was talking about Fort Bragg having five hundred thousand people there. Yeah. And all I could think was the Marine Corps doesn't even have two hundred thousand people in the entire Marine Corps. Yeah. And, was, and all I could think was your base has double the amount, more than double the amount. Maybe not because you're talking about women and children sure. and, and mm-hmm. families and stuff, but that base is twice the size of the entire Marine the Corps. Entire Marine Corps. Yeah. And that's just one. Yeah, and that's, that's just one. one. Yeah. That's just one yeah. base. That's just one. I mean, that's the biggest populated base we have. That's uh, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That, well, and that's, and that's why you guys are called the few, the proud, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm not trying to get into it. it. I would rather you make fun of me than than say something that's that, that's maybe true or not. Whatever, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, but I will say I love the Army. I love the Air Force. I love the Coast Guard. I love well, everyone every loves branch. everyone. And I, I talked I about that yesterday man. at lunch. I said, you know, there was three Navy guys, and uh, the one dude's like, "Oh, you're being awfully quiet, Brandon." I said, "Well, I'm just waiting for two more Navy guys to show up, so it's a fair fight." You know. What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> But they all laughed, and I said, and I said, that's the funny thing about the brotherhood mm-hmm. that yep. you get in the military is if someone walked in, I would fight with three Navy guys against someone who wasn't in the service. So on that, if let me let me let get me, service fight. It was going to be me against three Navy guys. Let me, let me let me let me tell you this story. So when when we were in Germany, uh, we used to go out to this club. We were in Schweinfurt, Germany. We saw this this club called the Rock Fabrique. And is that Hell on Wheels, by the way? Were you guys? No, going? no, we we were oh. Big Red One first. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. And uh, so we were in one two six infantry, the Blue Spaders, um, which is where the Blue Spade from our logo comes from. And um, the adjacent uh, infantry battalion was one eighteen, and we used to always fight those dudes. Yeah, but when and that's infantry versus infantry, like the sure. why why well, right? The you know? So you got to fight each other exactly, unless you're, unless you're all posts together. Gang warfare. Yeah. But well, and and they were they were actually on a step. We were on labor barracks, and they were on con, con barracks, and we always just kind of we would run into each other. But if the tankers or the artillery dudes or anybody else was to be fucking with like one eighteen or vice versa, it was a fight with one two six and one eighteen yep. versus these dickheads. Yeah. Yep. And then you know you know how it goes, and and you were a first sergeant, so you, you you've given these briefs right, like on 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 Friday the safety brief, right? Sure. Don't add to the population. Don't take away from the population, et cetera, so on. Part of that was you better be fucking faster than the MPs, right? Get your yeah. licks in, fucking kick rocks. Yeah. Faster than you know what I mean? And uh yeah. and if that if honestly, man, if that doesn't really break down like the infantry, like because like we'll fight each other, even even in our company. We were in Bravo one two six. You'd fight another platoon. We yeah. would. Like, we it, absolutely it, fucking it, would. In a second. From the top down. You know what I mean? It's like if if I never met some army dude, but I'm Getting in ready to get in a fight with two Marines, that dude's jumping in. You know what yeah. I mean? 
Yeah, exactly. you're gonna lose with two Marines. But it's there. also it's also probably the same dude I would have fought that <laughs> night just because he wasn't in my unit. You know what right. I mean? Right. Like, and you just can't break that down. But now, if I was if John and I were out drinking and there was a problem, would well, me and John have each other's back? Yeah. You know, it's it's, it's a weird. 100%. Well, you know, it's, it's it's interesting. And this is life. This is like I'm 40 years old, Brandon. What are you getting ready to be? 44. Uh, 27 again. <laughs> 27 again. He's gonna be 27 again. But I can tell you right now, if there was a Marine at a bar that had an issue with Brandon, I'm side with Brandon because yeah. I know there's that, that, that motto is Semper Fi, always faithful, but that's my homie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know you. Don't, don't do something stupid, man. Like, no, I'm, I agree. This yeah, is yeah. my homie. I'm backing him. I don't care about your rank. I don't care about your branch of service. No. That's my homie. And if yeah. you, if you want to do something stupid and you're a Marine, it's gonna be marine on marine because you're not coming after him without going well, through me in first. Our 40s, so yeah, exactly. I exactly. And I usually wear flip flops. So <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say at our at our age, who's really fighting? You know what yeah. I mean? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm about yeah. to be 40. Tyree is like right behind me. Yeah. yeah. The only the only way I'm fighting is if you do something stupid to my wife or my kids. And, oh uh, yeah. That's... So like you can run your mouth all you want. Don't touch me and don't touch my wife and don't run your mouth to my wife and I'm good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the biggest uh, uh, thing, actually, so Meat said, Michael, Michael Gregorwa said, the only time I've ever uh, seen a club completely empty out and for a brawl. Yeah, like, it, it used to it used to go down at the Rockford Brie. Um, but I would say, like, so, like, it might be, like, 126 and 118 versus the fucking artillery dudes or the tankers or whatever. But, like, if some Germans jumped in or some non-military folks, some fucking Air sure. Force folks, whoever, like, we're, we're, yeah. we're all coming together. Hey, what yeah. branch are you? You're in on this side. You're over here. You're on this yeah. team. It's a thing, man. Yeah, exactly. It's a thing. And that's one thing that I absolutely love about the military is that, like, it's it, it truly is a, a family, a brotherhood, sisterhood, fucking whatever you want to call it, um, where it doesn't matter where you were from. Because, yeah, John, you were a Marine, and I'm going to talk shit, right? Because you, you were a Marine, I'm Army, and, and vice versa, you're going to talk shit to me. But, like, that – It's I a mean, respect like, thing. I don't know you, right? Honestly, honest God, I don't know you. Like, this is our first true, real – I mean, we had, we talked on the phone the other day but like this is a virtual interaction but like if we were in the same fucking place and a fire were to break out i'm on your side you know what i mean like because that's just that's just how it rolls what's that i probably would be like who's this dude over here drinking wine like (laughs) (laughs) he's not gonna be any good fuck around and find (laughs) out (laughs) and who's that guy drinking chardonnay smoking virginia sunlights i like him skinny and long <laughs> oh my god that's funny oh shit oh man we really gotta start tyree we gotta start doing fucking videos man because videos oh my god, i'm fucking dying laughing <laughs> you guys have been like this has seriously been one of our one of our funnest fucking shows for me anyway easy tyree, yeah easy to be fun. i've enjoyed it a lot i think it's been a great yeah. time yeah. oh yeah was, we gotta do this shit again he's, he's yeah he's wine he's wine yeah he's like yeah i don't know if i'm gonna go to just do some knitting over here or who wants a blanket you got a bath after this or you get a bath drawn or what's up what's up a bath drawn i get a bath drawn and it's <laughs> oh gonna be God. warm it's not warm i'm not getting in it mm-hmm. standards he's got oh, standards okay <laughs> I got, yes i have standards it so yeah 
there has to be bubbles, oh and that's just the way it is. Couple yeah. candles, no, yeah. So okay. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. My world announcement is this is will be my last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a great, great talking to everyone. I'm glad I got to meet you guys once, and then just to sign off. Like, Walter Cronkite, I'm gone. You know. <laughs> and hey, that's so the story. <laughs> and 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 so I, I don't know how we close this, but um, on our end, uh, I want to thank you guys for talking with us and fucking sitting down and. And, and fucking just having a blast. I mean, uh, from my perspective, anyway. Um, uh, for first Marine John on our show on uh, to come Look on to our he show. All kinds of firsts. Well, mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, and uh, and you, Brandon, gotta, you gotta have the one eventually. First, uh, Brandon, you're the first celebrity. So to speak. no, it's an, uh, <laughs> there's no celebrity at all here. Oh yeah, you're the you're the first typist. We've we've uh, I don't know if you know this, but we had the uh, the current force com command sergeant major on our show. Uh, he used oh, to really? be our yeah he used to be our first sergeant back in the day. Who's that? Uh, uh, sergeant major uh, Todd Sims. Todd Sims I don't know him. Yeah, he's a great dude. dude. Was yeah, he's a good dude. Great dude. He's, who, he's our, was he the one who was at Polk or? Oh, I, I spent some time at Polk. I, I did two deployment or I call it deployments there, but I did two tours at Polk. Is that how the army gets so many deployments? They they deploy so, in yeah, the United like, States. Like yeah, uh, Leesville, Leesville, Louisiana is definitely a deployment. Yeah. Oh yeah. There and apparently now Hood. Um, uh, the Hood is a for a legitimate uh, combat zone. But no. Um. So, uh, Sergeant Major Sims, he was he was a E seven promoted to E eight uh, with us in Iraq. Um, oh nice. And I think that was his first deployment back in 04. I don't know where he was stationed in between then and him being force calm now. Well, the army, well, the army got really weird back to, around that time because we went from you know eleven Bravo, eleven Hotel, eleven Mike to right, yeah, yeah eleven Bravo and Char- Charlie. And it was yeah. like, oh, everyone has to spend time everywhere. So dudes just got flip flopped. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we had oh each, man, we had, we had like E seven showing up at Bragg with five jumps. Like, hey, what's up? I'm your bro. And like the E four was like, I got fifteen jumps, pussy. Shut up. No, we had we had a couple of dudes from Bragg, um, yeah. who are actually on our show, uh, who are currently still in the military. Uh, Sergeant Major uh, uh, Gill and uh, Sergeant Major Absher, uh, both of which are still in. Like I said, they're, they're Absher. Much, Absher. He's a battalion sergeant major down at, at Polk, uh, and then Command Sergeant Major Gill. He's the uh, post commander at Yuma, um, okay. in, in Arizona. But both of them came to us from Bragg, and they were fucking mad about it, right? Like, why am I in this sure. fucking mech sure. with these fat bitches? You know what I mean? One hundred percent. I mean, because that was the that was the stereotype. You know yeah. what I mean? But they brought so much knowledge to us, and they they and, and they eventually ultimately appreciated the the, the power of the Bradley. Sure. But they brought so much to us, and I completely understand why why the cross train, why doing away with mics and, and the hotels are. Uh, yeah, the hotels was 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 necessary, right? Because yeah. like, there's a lot of knowledge going on in the infantry world, and it wasn't being shared because we were bouncing around from mech world to mech world to or light world to Absolutely. light world. Well, yeah. I, I would like to end it with by saying this: the <sighs> commandant of the Marine Corps right now was my battalion commander in 2004, and I don't like the guy. He sucks. He's a politician. He's not. He is not who we need to have with the issues going on in the world right now. Lieutenant, when I was in, he was Lieutenant Colonel Berger. Now he's four-star General Berger, and the dude's a douchebag. And I'll tell you that right here on this podcast. General Berger, sir, you can go and figure out whatever you need to do. You suck. You sucked as a Marine infantry officer. And I wish we had somebody who was a stellar freaking general 
to be in charge before we go to war with Russia, Iran, China, and everybody else. Like, get rid of this cat and get us back somebody like Chesty Puller. That's all I'm saying. Tell us how you really feel, man. Yeah, yeah the, the, but, the, but I, I got I to gotta say, though, the fact that you still call him sir. <laughs> well, I'll call him sir because he, he, he earned it because that's what he is. Yeah. You know, somebody, somebody that will say, don't call me sir, call me this. I got more respect for them than that piece of trash because that yeah. guy is a is a paper pushing, break people down instead of giving them a, some kind of physical punishment kind of kind of cat, and yeah. he's a douchebag and I'm done with him. Like I I didn't want anything to do with him when I was in and I don't want anything to do with him now and he should not be the commandant of the United States Marine Corps. Okay, I, <clears throat> so I got one question for you, John. Uh, I, I'm gonna say some words and I want your honest to God initial. Response. You're gonna get it. <laughs> Mad dog. Chardonnay. This is the Chardonnay John talking. Yeah. <laughs> Mad dog. We'll say we'll, we'll, we'll abbreviate because this is Shark John. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Char- Chardonnay John. Mad dog. Twenty twenty. <laughs> Goddamn right. I fucking can't. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! All right, yeah, you guys are amazing. All right, so hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna close this thing out because we've been going forever, and we will we'll we'll keep going for hours and hours and hours. I'm just chardonnay in, so I mean, I mean, just close it. John's house tonight. I don't know what's gonna happen to him, but anyway, this was my last podcast. Apparently, it's John's too. So, so it was a lot of fun. Uh, Thank you guys for reaching out, and thanks for you know. I would I would just say for me, it's good to meet you guys. A couple of another few eleven uh, eleven bang bangs in the world that are getting some shit done. So appreciate that for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Um, Having you guys or being a part of your show, having you guys a part of our show shows how important it is for us veterans to stay together and talk to each other. Okay. Community. It doesn't take any community. community, exactly. It doesn't take anything for us to pick up the phone, send a text, get on Facebook. It, it's nothing. What you guys need to do, everybody listening, if you got a battle buddy somewhere, give him a fucking call. Let him know that you right give now. a shit. Right right now. Yeah, let him know that you give a shit and be positive in your life. Hopefully, you know, life sucks sometimes, but you'll be okay, believe me. And, yeah. uh, and I, I would say I would caveat that. That's the word we used to always use. Cat, to, piggy, to piggyback. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna piggyback that shit. What a fancy word. Uh, you know what? Because we're not Marines, bub. Uh, so always call someone because whatever problems you're anyone's dealing with in life, and I know veterans have a lot of problems because I have a lot of problems. You know, and it's just reach out to someone for sure because that is gonna, you know, doing something drastic hurts people for a lifetime you know what i mean a phone call takes a couple seconds mm-hmm. and you know to not not that you're ruining someone's life but you really are you know your loved ones will carry that burden the rest of their life so please everyone everyone who listens to anything just reach out man yeah just man. reach out you know everyone loves you yep 